Ooh, a spicy question. I <laughs> because love it. Because the writing is sort of everything, right? Like you could can fix plot holes, but if the yeah. writing So some there. readers love that and some readers are like, but I wanted more of this. So it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a gamble. Hello and welcome back to the Right and Wrong podcast. On this week's episode, I'm very excited to have a, a whole new kind of guest for the show. She is a secondary school librarian, a marketing consultant, and a book blogger. It's Emma from Never Judge a Book by Its Cover. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. So excited to speak with you. I've been wanting to have someone who's kind of in the blogging bookstagram sphere on the pod for a while. Um, so so I, I, I'm just kind of fascinated by that whole kind of world and, and how it all works. So let's start with the the blog itself, Never Judge a Book by Its Cover. Um, am I right in thinking it's been going for over a decade now? Yes, it has, <laughs> which is scary <laughs> in itself. But yeah, it's been going for, it'd be 11 years this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you were to describe um, what a book blog and a bookstagram, what that means, like to someone who who had never been on Instagram or never kind of seen that kind of thing, how would you describe what that is? I think it was a way to share the books you love. Uh, essentially. So obviously for me, the book blog was my first sort of my first big uh, platform, I guess, um, before I really started uh, as as a bookstagrammer. Um, and it was just a case of me just, just honestly sharing the books that I love. And uh, also just if, if you didn't necessarily have the friendship group of those who enjoyed the same books that you love. I guess it was a way for me to put all everything that I enjoyed about the book that was in my head onto something where I could share it with lots of other uh, similar people or as in this case, the bookish community. And it's almost, it's, it's kind of like a massive bookish friendship group across all of the different types of social platforms. And I got to connect with the authors themselves, which is surreal in itself because you don't necessarily, at the time when I started, I necessarily didn't necessarily think I could meet the people that created those books and that I fell in love with, really. And I have, and through my blog and through Bookstagram, I've been exceptionally lucky to meet the authors, uh, get obviously signed books, go to events, um, obviously get early copies of, of books that... I can't wait to read, even though my TBR, the only thing, the only consequence of being a blogger and a bookstagram is your TBR just gets completely and utterly clogged with new books. It's just (laughs) never ending, never ending. Um, But yeah, I guess, I guess that's, if I were to describe it, it's just, it's my own outlet for sharing what I love in my own way, my corner of the internet. Um, But then I get to share it with lots of other people that enjoy the same things as well. Yeah. Any avid reader, I'm sure, will tell you there's nothing more frustrating than reading an amazing book and then having no one to talk about it with. Yeah. So <laughs> creating your whole your, your own blog and stuff, just just to have a sort of way of communicating with other people who also like enjoyed the thing that you, you enjoy, it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense and it's really nice. And as you say, it is just a big community, a, a big friendship group. Yeah. So across your your channels you you have over to 20,000 followers or something insane like that when you first started this blog way back when did you ever imagine it getting this big 
No, not at all. Not at all. I think, uh, again, when I first started, it was my own. It was for me. And I guess it, in a way now it still is for me because mm-hmm. um, there was, a, I think there was a point when I sort of, when I moved to my new home and stuff like that, I sort of, everything sort of dropped a bit because I was had other uh, life, I guess, got in the way sort of thing. But essentially it's what, what I have to remember, especially with Bookstagram, uh, being a key one is that um, you don't do it for other people. You always have to do it. You want to do it for yourself because it's your own channel. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and I think sometimes we forget about that. And I think by being a book blogger and having my own website and my platform that's mine and stuff like that, I have to remember it's for me because that's what I love to do and you have to enjoy it. Yeah, I get that. Because, you know, obviously I don't, review or blog books in the same way that you do but just being part of the sort of publishing and writing community there is a lot of pressure to read whatever the like new popular thing is yeah whether that's like something you would normally have read or not and i i fully understand that like i i I bet the pressure is huge for you to read certain books if it's like trending on book talk or something like that is there times where there is a book that's sort of blown up and you wouldn't normally read that and you're not really that interested in the subject matter, but you kind of feel the pressure to because the internet is saying, look at this book. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think for me, hype books is a, is an issue with me because I don't tend to necessarily enjoy them as much because because it's so hyped and I feel it's that thing of I have to read it and that will completely turn me off because reading is is for you it's your escapism and I just feel that you again I, I keep coming back to this it's for you it's your love of reading your enjoyment of reading and when you have a hyped book it does increase the pressure and and unfortunately can send it can send me into a bit of a reading slump which I I I always hate. However, this year I read Fourth Wing, which obviously is an incredibly hyped book, generally speaking, and everyone has read it. And yeah, and I don't know what it was about it, but maybe maybe there's just certain books that just like, I'm just going to pick it up. And that's what I did with Fourth Wing. I picked it up, but then I gave myself that social media break. I didn't, I didn't look it up online. I didn't scroll on Instagram or or anything like that I very much and I think that's maybe how I'm going to go forward with hyped books and it's crazy how I've only just thought of this now but I have to do again I have to do it for myself so I take a break from from the platforms and and just read the book having that time to experience it for myself because it's it's you and the book it's not you the book and millions well not millions but obviously thousands of people on the various sites reading these yeah. will always be for you because that's what you enjoy and that's your again I keep coming back to that but that's that's essentially what I've kind of learned more this year which is strange considering I've been doing it for over 10 years but it's with hyped books and especially with fourth wing I had the break and I read it completely for myself and I absolutely loved it. And I think that's what you have to remember, I think, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense because it, other people's opinions, whether they're, you know, good, bad, or just kind of reactionary will always color how you experience that book. You know, it, it yes. will always change the way in which you do it. I mean, I had, I, I understand completely because this is how I 
Breaking Bad was kind of ruined for me because everyone kept telling me how amazing it was to the point where I was like, I just don't want to watch it because no one will shut up about it. And it's yeah. an unpopular opinion, but that that was ruined for me in that way. Getting back to you, um, <laughs> <laughs> now that you have this this kind of quite big following, um, I'm I'm guessing when you started this, it was a little bit more casual, but because because it, you know you've you've got a sort of art direction, it's a whole curated thing. Is, I imagine a lot of work goes into it. Is there kind of a strict schedule that you have to stay on top of your posts and your kind of like reading and things like that? Uh, I would love to say yes, but <laughs> um, and and a lot of people who maybe have uh, more following than I do or or anything like that will definitely say yes. Um, for me, so for example, for 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 my blog, it was very when I first started that was all it was it was just my blog it didn't have Instagram I was on x or Twitter uh <laughs> obviously as it was then um and I was on there a bit and it was just me and my blog and I would just read the book and I would I would review it there was no there was no set time I didn't look at um I didn't look at the views or what's the best time to post it or anything like that it was very casual very ad hoc and I enjoy. I loved that. Um, and then I guess I got onto Bookstagram, onto Instagram, and uh, again it was very casual at the beginning. But then it, it, I felt like you had to keep on top of things, and if you wanted to develop your following or to get your platform bigger, there ha- there was this. I guess you could say there was this. I don't want to say expectation, but I guess for me there was an expectation that you. Uh, you planned a week's worth of content and then I would take it for example on the Sunday and then have it all sort of for the week and do it that way but then it almost became it almost became another I don't want to say a job because that's the wrong word but uh, oh no in a way you know it, it, it took sometimes the enjoyment out of it when it got too planned yeah and it and for me and again this year again I've I've very much tried to create the content I want to create that I love and if I have a couple of days break in between then that's absolutely fine because I'm doing that for me it could be reading a book or it just could be generally I don't have anything I want to share today so I I won't post so I think nowadays I think I post what I love and yes I do do a bit of planning sort of at the weekend because obviously when I'm at work I I need that to to be sort of organized and stuff and obviously, as we're getting into the autumn winter weather, your your lighting won't be uh, as great in terms of when I take my photos and stuff. So I take them at the weekend. Um, so a, a bit of pre-planning now does occur, but not as much as it used to be because I'm now doing it purely for the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's the key thing that, again, I've learnt with everything this year in terms of my blog and reading and stuff. You do it for you and you do it for the enjoyment. Um, but I guess back in COVID times, which uh, the pandemic, when that platform, my blog, my bookstagram, my Instagram, that that's all we sort of, that was, I guess, kind of a lifesaver in a way, because it still kept us sort of creating and you enjoyed it more because obviously we were in a time where we can do very much else outside of our own household. So by having that uh platform and that bookish community i think that's where it kind of developed a lot more because everyone was pretty much online all the time so it had a period of having a really heavy 
I had a really heavy online presence and I still do, but now I do it. I just, I just prioritize it and organize it differently so that I'm enjoying it a lot more and doesn't feel quite so pressured. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I get it. So it sounds like, you know, when you started this, it was very much a fun thing. And, and yeah. then as you kind of built more of a following, you tried to sort of make everything a bit more regimented and like really kind of uh, see how big this thing could grow to a point where I think it, it probably became a bit much, as you say, like almost a second um, job. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now it sounds like you're, you're, you're finding a balance between, uh, yeah. you know, doing what you want to do with a little bit of the organization when you need to do organization, but not overthinking it too much. No, absolutely. And I think I enjoy my platform for what it is, but I don't want to be on there 100% because otherwise I wouldn't be able to read the books that I have a very long, long TBR of. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's that, it is that balance, but it's a healthy balance and it's a, balance you have to be happy with and enjoy uh, and yeah. I think I've kind of found that which is quite nice that's great that's great I, and I'd love to talk about um so I've been to a few book launches um and to when it's based on some of the authors that I've seen on your list I imagine mm-hmm. that we're on a few PR lists together but um I've and I've seen this I've been to launches where there's been book bloggers and things like that I'd love to hear about some of the sort of incentives without getting like too granular about it as like a book blogger with it with a decent following um you know you get some sort of um early previews of books you get to go to you you'll be invited to launches and the sort of book events and things like that what what other things uh kind of do, do you get amongst those or is, does that kind of cover it um so like i said in the beginning that uh being a book blogger is quite a praise and a, quite an honor really to 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 be on a publisher's list and obviously um, if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to take that step, you, you, they are very open to sort of obviously contacted them saying, I really love this book. Uh, could I possibly go on a mailing list and, and, and some, and it's been an honor to, to, to be on that. And I'm still going on different lists as well, which is great because obviously my book taste may change or there's different types of, um, obviously genres and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I think the one, uh, probably the best thing really is uh, in sort of my decade, I've been very lucky that my book reviews have made it onto quotes of some of my favourite authors' books on on the actual uh, final copies. Amazing. Um, So for me, that's probably my highlight and, and also just connecting with authors, generally speaking. And obviously I've been to some book launches and I think, being able to share your love for uh, an author or for uh, for a specific book and to, I think another award, I think just even from a, a book blogger slash librarian perspective, it's, it's almost saying, I really love this book and sharing it with other people. And then they come back to you and saying, I picked up your book or the book you recommended and I absolutely loved it. So it's, it's the small things, it's the little things like that. Yeah. That sort of as as a book blogger or even a, generally as a bookworm, um, I I absolutely love that. But I think for me as a book blogger, whilst I love receiving proof copies mm-hmm. and also getting sort of like really cool boxes, so sometimes um, I get a PR package and it could be the final book with some uh, merchandise attached to it and stuff like that. And 
being invited to book launches and and seeing the publishing houses and being going into those sorts of things. Um, but I think for me, early on, when I was starting being a book blogger, by being quoted in books and having my name on my blog in a book that is my favourite author, that for me is probably the, the, the best thing that's happened, really, to be fair. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, I mean, yeah, I mean... I'm trying to think of it as something that would be better than that, but that that kind of peaks it all, right? But yeah. Um, in terms, like beyond that, is there any way that, like, book blogging, having these kinds of um, social media presences about books and reviews and stuff like that, is there any way that that could ever become like your job, like as a full time thing, or is 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 it just not something that's a reality? It could be if if. Because obviously there's there's some there's quite a few book bloggers or content creators, bookish content creators that uh, obviously build their platform also very much on they obviously they can uh, charge for certain things and stuff like that. Okay. Um, some publishers or some companies, bookish companies, may come to you saying, "Can you promote uh, this this on your channels?" And I've I've been lucky to also be able to do that where they've gifted me a product that's bookish related and then I promote it on my channels as uh, majority of them are sort of free in exchange for um okay. but I've obviously been very lucky that um you can get paid uh ad promotion if that makes sense so on my yes. um Instagram uh I might do a paid promotion on a certain thing in terms of having it as a full-time job I'm not I don't think I would be able to really do that some might be able to but I think for me I enjoy it as a separate outlet that's just com- as a hobby really yes. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and I think I'd continue it as a hobby because I wouldn't because I would if I had it as something that was full-time I think I wouldn't want to how should I put it I wouldn't want it to lose that love for it having to do it all the, does that make sense it's yeah, like sometimes yeah, yeah, when yeah, you have yeah. too much of something you can use lose the love for it just slightly um, yeah. but having it as a as a uh, a hobby and as a uh, side outlet sort of thing um i absolutely love that because again it's it's my it's my escapism from what i do on a daily basis as well yes and then it would no longer be an escape it would be the daily basis if it was your yeah yeah, yeah. exactly the thing that i've seen um sort of bookish content creators where they where it kind of works and i assume that they're doing it full-time is when they are on youtube and they kind of convert that audience onto youtube so but that's a whole different kettle of fish that's i don't know enough about that to talk about that um (laughs) let's get on to you you mentioned it before um and i mentioned it in the intro you you you, this isn't the only thing you do this is this is a fun project that you do on the side you also work in marketing um and uh very interesting to me is you you are a librarian for um, a secondary school librarian, which now that you, you mentioned it just a second ago, uh, I realized is, is in some ways there's a lot of crossover with being a book blogger where it's a lot of it is about, you know, you looking at books, giving your recommendation, and then people liking your recommendation and coming back to you and saying, blah, 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 I liked that. What else have you got for me? What are the, what are the, um, I mean, I think we all know, you know, the, the basics of what it what it is to be a, a school librarian as someone from the outside looking in. What 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 does it entail beyond um, sitting behind the desk and and shushing people when they're loud? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's so I'm in a u- unique position because when I first started my role as secondary school librarian, it was one school. So I work predominant. Uh, so I work for uh, a girls' school, but I also work for a boys' school. So I have okay. two libraries. I manage two libraries, um, and what. I love about it is the fact that uh, so I originally started out in the girls library mm-hmm. um, and uh, obviously that's more my sort of I'm more in tune with the the books they read more um, but what I've loved is that it's developed into a role that I manage sort of the girls and the boys and it's seeing the different dynamic uh, and how they and how they what they read and the different types of books they read so it's every day is always different. Uh, and I love that. Um, my, my day is never, there's never a, a, a day. Every day is different. There's, it's never, I might, I go to work, uh, or I, uh, and, um, I have like an early bird reading club in the morning. That's all, that's always the same, but the rest of the day can, can change quite differently. Cause I do a lot of uh, which also helps with being a book blogger is the fact that I have contacts in publishing. So I've been able to contact publishers to see if there's any authors uh, available that can come into the school. So I do a lot of connecting that way and uh, to try and get authors into school. So I try and see if I can get at least one author per year group uh, every oh, year if I can. Um, and I link with different bookshops as well. So my uh, I've got a bookshop in Q, uh, which is uh, the Q bookshop, and it's in a really lovely independent bookshop. So it's also supporting outlets and bookish outlets outside of work as well, which I really, really love. And we organise uh, sort of borough challenges. So we have like, uh, so sort of like the Carnegie Award, or we have our own local book award. So uh, I meet with the librarians of the of the actual borough, and we do various meetings, maybe once a term, discuss what we could do as a borough to promote reading and and uh, get sort of some of the kids outside of school to sort of participate in those uh, programs, which is really really nice. It's it's really hard to sum up what kind of happens as a librarian because I just I do so much I'm one of those people that can't just sit behind the desk I I love sitting behind the desk and but also it's nice to go out of behind my desk and talk to the students and recommend my books I love doing displays because I'm quite creative person so um, I love creating different types of book displays I try and get a lot of all the different staff involved across the whole school Uh so well, it's a very much a whole school trying to build a whole school reading culture. Yeah, and I help with reading lessons through English department, and every, every day is just every day is different, and I think that's why I love it. And because the books that I read are very much similar to the ones that obviously uh, the students read, which helps quite a lot. But and I just I love having that connection with the students thinking I've read this book you will really enjoy it and it's a very rewarding and fulfilling role that I absolutely love and I I, I genuinely obviously love my job and I don't see me doing anything else while I have other roles that I do um that it's yeah and being a book blogger really helps with that because I have that platform that I can help to support students and I think the other thing being a librarian is having someone who struggles to read and trying my hardest to try and get them into reading whilst it's a challenge it's one I fully accept every day but it's always rewarding to have 
someone come up to me saying, Miss, I absolutely love this book. And it's just, it's, I'm a reader and I have a community and a platform full of bookish people and readers and avid readers and, and we love books. But to try and get someone who struggles and get them onto that journey, that's probably one of my favorite things. And though, although I have a small, I have a group of students that, uh, love reading generally or I have and it's just building that so it's maintaining the ones that love reading and then and having those conversations that I absolutely love and then there's also the ones that are the challenge but that's something that I do on a daily basis that I just I just love trying to get them into reading is just so important mm-hmm. and so it is just honestly so rewarding. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. I mean, you're, you're obviously extremely passionate about it. And it, and it, sound, it does sound like it works sort of not like a separate role from your blogging. It, it's very much a sort of in tandem role. It's almost like a, an extension of it in some ways. No, absolutely. And I think, obviously, I started the book blog uh, over a decade ago. And I didn't, when I, when I left school, uh, sick form, I I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So it all, my first job was a Saturday library assistant in a public library. Mm -hmm. And that was based on, on my passion for books because I absolutely loved reading. And then I worked my way sort of up from there within the same space. And then I wanted to do something different. So obviously this secondary school librarian position came up and I don't, if I didn't have my passion for reading or my uh, of my love of books I'm not quite sure where I would be in my career um and I think I have a lot to owe to being a book blogger because I've I've been able to I read those books that are similar to the ages of my students and I have that knowledge that I've been able to build and still continue to build because the books young adult fiction specifically is getting so big and so diverse and so inclusive and it's really lovely to see because I never had that when I was a young adult mm-hmm. and it's amazing to see that books are finally it's just that the, there's there's a book for everyone and I love seeing that both as a book blogger and as a secondary school librarian yes yeah, no, it's true. I mean, and it's not just YA. It's like, you know, the, the whole kind of uh, all of publishing is sort of growing outwards and, and there is much more um, inclusivity, I would say. Yes. Well, we're, we're, we're heading towards the end of the episode. And before we do get to the final question, I, I, I have to ask, um, you're obviously very passionate about books and reading. Um, have you ever written any stories of your own or maybe have plans to one day? I get asked this a lot and I always (laughs) and being lucky enough to connect with authors and stuff like that I always I do always tend to um ask what would you how would you if you wanted to be a writer where would I start and stuff like that and it's I I I do want to I just it's really I think I'd I think there will be a point in my life that maybe my role as secondary school librarian has sort of, I'm on to different things. I've moved on career-wise maybe, or um, there'll be a point where I just, I do just sit down and write a book, but I still find I need to have that uh, maybe life experience to write something that I would be really 
proud of. Does that make sense? And yeah, I know what you mean. And I read so much that I I would never want to write something so close to that. And I I know, and we can be inspired by a lot of literature and stuff like that, but. It's a difficult one. I would love to. I've never sat down and said, I'm going to write something. So maybe in my head, I've got to do that. But I'm never not going to say no to that idea because I would love to, considering how much I've been part of the uh, book community and the bookish industry. I feel like I would love to do something like that, but I haven't yet. Yes, I understand. It's it's a never say never kind of thing. Yeah. But I think... Uh... In a similar way to with your your blog, where at one point I think you would you know you were kind of over focusing and scheduling. It sounds like, and you've kind of well wound that back a bit, and you're kind of taken the pressure off yourself. I think with writing, that's that's true as well. You just you just got to write for fun and not yep. put pressure on yourself and go for it. But one day, I look forward to to reading big things from you, Emma. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that brings us to the final question, which, as always, is. Emma, if you were stranded on a desert island with a single book, which book would it be? So I've been thinking about this and it's a book that constantly changes. Um, I have my favourite books, but at the moment I'm very obsessed with Heartstopper. So um, (laughs) I would probably have to say just because it's a massive comfort read Mm -hmm. and it's just one you can constantly read, I would... I would probably say Heartstopper at this time. Um, at but this time. <laughs> at this time. But others could include uh, Twilight, which was obviously my first, uh, the, the the book that got me into reading massively into the young adult literature. Um, and another one would probably be How Hard Can Love Be by Holly Bourne. But I know that's three and I shouldn't have three. <laughs> but uh, at, at this point, I'm going to go with Heartstopper. Today it's Heartstopper. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Next week, maybe something different. But today maybe it's Heartstopper. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Emma, for for coming on the podcast, telling us all about um, all of your kind of experiences with the book blogging and what that whole world looks like to you and and working in a, in a library. It's been really cool chatting with you. It's been really fascinating for me. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. And for anyone looking to keep up with uh, what Emma's doing and and what's going on with the blog, you can follow the blog uh, on all socials at EnverJudgeABook. So that's never judge a book, but without the first E-N-V-E-R. And you can just head over to the website www.neverjudgeabookbyitscover.co.uk. Make sure you don't miss an episode of this podcast. Follow along on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, You can support the show on Patreon. And for more bookish chat, check out my other podcast, The Chosen Ones and Other tropes thanks again to emma and thanks to everyone listening we'll catch you on the next episode